From Yahoo Finance, this is Ballots and Dollars, a podcast about the politics that affect your pocketbook. I'm Rick Newman. And I'm Alexis Christophorus. And today we are talking about former vice president and Democratic candidate Joe Biden's tax plan and how it stacks up against his rivals. And Rick, I just want the folks to know that revenue from these taxes would go to fund a number of different things for Joe Biden, new spending on higher education, health care, of course, infrastructure and um, carbon emissions, climate, yeah, climate change, that sort of right. stuff. But but for one thing, when I read through the plan, I I noticed one thing is that it is less aggressive than Senators Warren and Sanders. Yeah, Would you agree to, with that? Uh, yes. And to give you an, the, the numbers show that. And to give you an idea, uh, so the biggest, the most expensive item, uh, item in uh, Joe Biden's policy agenda is not health care. It is for Elizabeth Warren by a mile. So when we added up uh, the cost of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren's plans, $4.2 trillion per year in total new spending she favors, but $3.4 trillion of that is Medicare for all. Joe Biden does not favor Medicare for all, so his health plan is way less expensive, and climate is actually the biggest thing for him. Mm. So that's uh, they all give these numbers in uh, 10-year uh, projections, but if you do it on a, a, an annual basis for Joe Biden, it's $170 billion per year his uh, his climate plan would cost. And I think his health care plan is only around $70 billion per year. So it's way less expensive than what Warren and Sanders are proposing. Nonetheless, he has a bunch of proposed uh, tax hikes to fund these things. Uh, and it's important we talk about these yeah, because he's the down. moderate. He's the moderate in the uh, pack, but he, even Joe Biden has a lot of tax hikes he wants to impose. So I want to focus on a few things uh, throughout this podcast, but one of them is the change to the individual tax code and the treatment, Joe Biden's treatment of capital gains. Right. Um, so it would increase the maximum long-term tax rate on capital gains from 23.8% to an eye-popping, Rick, 43.4%. And I think that's the highest that you would pay but what, under his plan. But what effect would, is, would this have? Would it generally discourage people to save yeah. uh, and invest in things like the stock market? And, and not even – we didn't even get into what it's going to mean for the inheritance tax. Right. Um, well, it is a tax on investments for sure. Um, and what he wants to do is make the uh, capital – so right now the capital gains tax is fixed. And for wealthy people who are the ones who uh, enjoy most of the capital gains from, you know, selling stocks and other kinds of assets, um, that capital gains rate is much lower than their, the rate on the income they earn. So if, you, if you're in the top earning bracket, you're paying 37 percent on uh, your income, but you're uh, at the most, you're only paying, I think it's around 23 percent on capital gains. So Biden would make the uh, capital gains rate equal to the income tax rate, which means it would just go up for most people. Uh, and um, what this would mean, I probably depends if how far you actually raise the tax. Um, it's it's possible that it could dampen investment. It's possible that it could create perverse incentives such as such as uh, making uh, giving some public companies a reason to go private. Um, because the return to the owners of the company would simply be higher. You would just do the math and say whoever owns this company, uh, the returns would be higher if it were uh, a private company rather than a public company. That's not inherently bad, but it would sort of distort what we have now. But what we have now already distorts what we used to have before. So you're always distorting <laughs> something. I mean, there's well, no then, pure capitalism. What I'm capitalism. hearing here is perhaps this is going to spill over into GDP. I mean, could this actually affect gross domestic product? Well, if you have enough corporations saying this is, just doesn't work for it's, me anymore. It, it would, that's not the part that would really hurt economic growth. What would hurt economic growth is, is if you somehow ended up with less investment, less saving right. and less investment. So if the return to investing goes down, 
you could have less investing. Uh, and investing is what um, helps form companies and gives us economic growth. So, um, but you also have to ask the question: Well, if uh, these people are, if the people who have the money, the capital, are not going, or they're going to invest less because the return to investment is lower, what are they going to do with the money instead? Um, will they go outside the country well, with that, the money? In theory, they could. They right. will. You know, in a perfect market, they would try to find the best the best return on that money. Um, and, and the best return is probably not spending it. It's probably just investing it someplace else. But it's very possible that the you could you could raise capital gains tax rates and still have uh, you know a very favorable uh, place to invest because of everything that's good about the U.S. economy: transparency, rule of law. Um, liquidity, things like that. Um, hard to argue with that. Yeah. But what so about- it's it, it's just it's really hard to predict. And um, you know, if you favor this kind of tax, you're going to poo-poo the consequences and say, oh, it's not going to be that bad because where else are people going? Everybody wants to invest in the United States. And if you oppose the idea, you're going to you're going to predict doom and gloom. It's going to um, ruin the economy. This is what we always see. Now, Biden's plan would end the favored tax treatment of capital gains when they're passed on in an inheritance. So say, for instance, your grandfather left you some Apple stock, you know, the the rate of tax that you would pay on the profits you would realize would be much higher under, or they could be much higher, depending on where the stock is, under Biden's plan. Yeah, this is complicated. Um, and by the way, a, a lot of the a lot of the things the Democrats want to do on taxes seem unnecessarily complicated to me, and we can talk about that later. Uh, so, what Joe Biden wants to do is um, change the rules on um, capital gains that get uh, um, are passed on when somebody dies. So, if you hold, you don't pay capital gains on a stock if you hold it. Right. So, um, you only pay capital gains when you sell it. And one of the ideas, and it's, you know, one of the ideas is what's called mark-to-market accounting for capital gains. Um, and I'm not a tax expert, so if I'm, I don't want to go too far into this. I'll get some of the details wrong. But the idea would be that you would owe tax on um, the gain before you sell it. Like if just whenever, when as something appreciates on an annual basis, you would owe. Uh, a capital gains tax on the increased value of that thing. So, I mean, t- let's Regardless just, use, if you sell it, let's just use a unit of stock that is uh, t- worth $10 at the beginning of the year and worth $20 at the end of the year. Um, you have exper- you've enjoyed a 100% capital gain. You've doubled your money. So uh, that's 100% capital gain. And you would not pay the capital gains rate. Let's say it's 20%. Uh, you would not, or $2 on that $10 worth of appreciation or the gain. You would not pay that as long as you just hold the stock. Now, so the stock from that point, it could go up and you would still, you it would be worth, worth more. And if you sell it, you're going to pay more, but it could also go down. Sure. So anyway, to go back to the estate idea. So Joe Biden's idea is let's say you buy the stock at $10 and when you die, it's worth $100. You've uh, that's a ninety dollar capital gain, and you would owe. Well, let's say the rate is twenty percent. You would owe ordinarily if you're just selling it, you would owe twenty percent of that value of ninety dollars as your gain. Well, if you die, you owe nothing on all of that value that goes from ten dollars to one hundred dollars. And whoever inherits that stock, as long as it's not sold, just starts over. The slate is wiped clean on the gain. So if you inherit the stock at one hundred dollars and it goes up to $105, you only owe tax tax on on that $5. But since the stock was purchased in the first place, it has gone from $10 to $105, a $95 gain. So Under Biden's plan, you would pay tax on the $95 gain, right? Because of the virtue of the fact that the original purchaser died, 
It's a good way to get out of taxes dying. Um, you just are not going to – the person who gets the – inherits the, the uh, asset just does not pay tax on almost all of the capital gain over time. So Biden wants to eliminate that and uh, who, so there would be no uh, advantage or incentive to hold on to an asset instead of selling it. Um, so that you can give it to somebody when you die tax-free. If enough of that I happens... Mean, I, I, it's a nice problem you know, to have, if, isn't if, it? If enough of that happens, though, it can start to really affect our investments and the stock market, couldn't it? I actually, uh, from a logic perspective, I actually like this idea. Mm -hmm. And um, I am a fan of people getting rich through hard work and innovation. I'm not a huge fan of uh, uh, inherited wealth. Um, and, you know, it really doesn't do anything for us as a country economically. Um, the argument in favor of inherited wealth, you know, leaving a billion dollars to your three bratty kids. Um, hey, so they, so we create Well, we're creating, you know, so we're creating new, mine aren't, but I don't have a billion dollars. <laughs> there you, uh, go. you know, so, you know, but the trust, is, the but trust you know fund if, generation. If the person who worked hard for their money wants to leave their money to their three children, shouldn't that be their That's right? That's the argument. It's sure. my money and, uh, and well, I guess I under Joe Biden's plan, he's saying you can, they're just going to have to really pay, pay the taxes that go along with it. Uh, what he's, yes, well, he's not saying he's not you have. saying you can can't do it. Well, to get to another part of his plan, he's also saying we're going to take more of it. We're not just going to uh, make you pay the capital gain uh, when you uh, when you die or pass it on. We're also going to raise uh, the, basically raise the uh, estate tax. That's so another they're going to stick it to, to the people who get this inheritance. Is I, I would like. not put it that way. I mean, um, I, this is a very interesting societal question. How much of uh, your parents' wealth do you deserve? Do you have a right to? Mm -hmm. um, and how much of your parents' wealth does the state or the government have a right to? Um, I think that should be left to the person's will. If they left a will with their wishes and they well, wanted no, that a, money to go to the well, kids. That, well, your argument is that, the, that you're arguing that the estate tax should be zero. I would like the estate tax to stay the, right, the way it is now. Well, it just got lowered. I mean, it's part of the 2017 zero, tax law. It's not but, zero, but the... The cap for when you have to actually pay the estate tax mm -hmm. went way up, and I think Biden wants to change that. Um, so uh, I am not. I think inherited wealth is kind of a, in a bad thing. Um, you you know, right, we're people, who, people who inherit wealth are, are are not nearly as productive as the people who create it. And when you inherit wealth, you're not creating wealth unless you deploy that capital in a way that um, in a way that is productive. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's an I, argument. I it's, a, it's, a, it's an argument worth when having. It, it, absolutely. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, depending on who it's given to. But we're going to agree to disagree okay. on the inheritance tax. All right. Let's let's move on to because there's a lot to get to here. Um, yeah. Joe Biden has ten different taxes. I know. He, he, has, <laughs> I know. he has ten tax hikes, and you wouldn't know that. Um, I'll tell you. When, when, so I've got my little cheat sheets here. For you know, I make my spreadsheets, and then I print out the little. You're very the organized, Rick. There's no way to keep this straight because none of the candidates. There's no place you can go on any candidate's website where they say, "Here are my ten tax hikes I want to impose." Now that would be too uh, here's easy. Here's what they would be for. Da da da. You actually have to back into these by first. You go to see what their plans are. Uh, and then you have to read all the way at the bottom of the, whatever the health care plan or the climate plan. All the way at the bottom, it says, I'm going to massive increase in <laughs> right, R&D right. in, uh, you know, new fr friendly en green energy and uh, health care for everybody or health care for everybody who needs it or whatever it is. And then at the bottom, it says, 
and I would pay for this with a tax <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> which which I you know you have to wonder what was it what tax what was it is it going to be a tax on just the uber wealthy or not and I'm curious to know even before we, we dive more into the specifics of Biden is just on the on its face Mayor Buttigieg of of Indiana. He seems to be the the uh, the closest rival to Biden in in terms of policy. Not in age. Mo- no, <laughs> uh, but in terms of being a moderate Democrat yes. compared to their rivals. Among the leaders. How right. does his plan stack up against Biden? Well, what I was just saying about the sort of evasiveness of the way they tell you how they're going to pay for stuff. Uh, I think Pete Buttigieg so far is the most evasive and his plans are actually not as detailed as some of the others. I do. You know, I've I've criticized Elizabeth Warren for the. Uh, massive cost of her plan. And, you know, she would more than double federal spending if she got her way. But she does give a lot of detail. She, I think by, by a mile, she gives way more detail about what her plans would do and how she would pay for them. I mean, sort of like down to the dollar. Um, with one exception, she has fudged on the cost of her Medicare for all plan. I think she's understated the cost of that by $1 trillion per year. Ooh. But she got a couple uh, well-known economists to say, no, no, Here's how she gets her costs down. She's, it's going to be way more efficient than anybody thinks, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she does a pretty good job of saying where she's, how she's going to pay for stuff. Buttigieg does not really do that. He does not really tell you that much. And in fact, some of uh, Pete Buttigieg's taxes, he hasn't even said what they are. Hmm. Um, and they're not on his website, but his staff sort of tells uh, reporters on background so you can't name the staff – um, here's how he would pay for this. So it gets reported for, you know, here's one example. So Buttigieg wants to um, completely undo the Trump tax cut for corporations that that in 2017 uh, cut the rate from the top rate from 35% to 21%. He wants to push it all the way back up to 35% to pay for, uh, I think, mostly to pay for his health care plan. But there, the, you, there's nowhere on his website, if you're trying to understand his plans, nowhere does he actually say, that's what he wants to do. But his staff tells reporters, oh, well, his plan is to raise it up to 35%. So it's kind of like they don't want it written down anywhere. I mean, if, if, if someone asks him about it, I think he says, I would just rather, I, I would raise the corporate income tax rate. Well, how high would you raise it? Uh, I would, I might raise it to what it was before. You'd go all the way up to 35%. I might consider that. So, you know, so, right. so it's like you have Not to, you committal. have to like really put him up against a wall to get him to explain uh, Biden's a little better. Yeah, well, he wait, doesn't what is the actually, question anyway? Well, he doesn't. Just well, well, you made here. me think of another question because he doesn't completely scrap Trump's tax cuts, uh, Joe Biden. I no. guess he tweaks some of them, right? And actually, the right. SALT deduction, I yeah. think he gets rid of altogether and for high earners in, in big Democratic states like New York and California. Well, I that, that I, I don't, I'm not aware what his uh, what his plan is for the SALT uh, deduction. But I think if we had a Democrat— He wants to repeal the limitation. All Democrats want to repeal it. Mm-hmm. So the SALT limitation, go away. Okay. And, that, and yeah, just, so, think, just so people know, right, that's the limit. You can only deduct, deduct $10,000 in those particular uh, states interest. and state right. and local taxes right. from those states. And all Democrats want to get rid of that. And I think even some Republicans could—that's that, something that actually happened. So to go back to Joe Biden, um, so he like, again— he does not have all of his tax hikes listed anywhere. So you have to go into at the bottom of his plans and see how are you going to pay for this? How are you going to pay for this? And it looks like he has these 10 different um, new taxes he would impose. And as for the corporate tax, 
so the Trump tax cut in 2017 did a lot, cut a lot of taxes. One of them was the corporate rate, which it cut from 30, 35% at the time down to 21%. So we went here in the United States from having one of the highest corporate tax rates uh, at 35%. And that really did need to come down because all the other Western countries have lowered their tax rates. It's hard to rates. effectively so, compete, for yeah, sure. So we, you, it, yeah. Um, but it probably didn't have to come all the way down to 21%. Mm -hmm. So what Biden wants to do is raise it to 28%. Interestingly, when Barack Obama was president, he was willing to reduce the Obama, you know, the Democrat. Right. No one thinks about this, but he couldn't get any help, any uh, cooperation from the Republican Senate. Mm -hmm. But um, Obama was willing to rate, to lower the corporate tax rate from 35% to 28% as long as it came with closing some loopholes and things like that that Republicans wanted. Mm -hmm. So uh, Biden, like Obama, says let's br let's put it to 28%. Um, and I think in reality, I mean, what's actually possible if this were to get legislated? I'm not sure you could get. I'm not sure Democrats could get away with raising it to 28%. I think. I think they could get away with 25 percent. I was going to say, um, yeah. And you've and some Democrats say that's the right rate, but 25 feels like a reasonable compromise if they feel they need the money for something All else. All right, let's do the math for a minute because let's say Biden is able to raise the capital gains tax to 43.4 percent on the high end of things, mm -hmm. along with his corporate tax rate increase to 28 percent. If that were to happen, this is an effective top tax rate of more than 59 percent. You're going. You, do you stand to inherit some money? No. Or I, I mean, I really how wish much I do you have coming your way? But I'm just doing some math here and wondering what are the ripple effects? Well, these might not be taxes on middle class America. If you're affecting the upper echelon and killing them with taxes, what's it going to do? Just killing them, murdering them, murdering them. You know, what's up on Park Avenue, there market, are going to be bodies in the street, people <laughs> jumping out the window because the corporate, uh, corporate, but the, it's uh, sorry, the estate that, tax that this went up. country remain competitive when it comes to investment dollars, whether, whether or not those investment dollars are coming in from inside the country or not. I, I mean, I think we're always having an argument about how much should we spend uh, to help raise people up. And if we do that, where should the money come from? Um, and I think we're, ha we're, ha we're having that, just call it a discussion or call it an argument. We're always discussing this at one level or another. Uh, but what has happened over time is uh, the income and wealth of the top 1% has basically skyrocketed, whereas the income and the wealth of everybody from 90% down or from, you know, from from the 90 percentile down to zero percentile. It has just based, it has gone, is inched upward over the last 20 years. And at the same time, uh, we have a yawning giant uh, uh, budget deficit of it's going to be a trillion dollars this year and it's going above. So the U.S. government is spending um, way more than it takes in in revenue. And we have a growing income and wealth disparity problem. So what do you do about that? Well, it's not I a mean, responsible, you know, I mean, so, fiscal policy at all. So we're already, by definition, we're spending uh, more, more than we're bringing in, way more, way more than we're bringing. We are, we've been a debtor nation now for going on 20 years. So what do you do about that? Well, so, you can look at companies like Amazon, which Warren and Sanders like to do, and say, you didn't pay any taxes last year, and you're a multi-billion dollar multinational company. How about we fix that? What does Biden have to say to companies like Apple and, and Amazon who pay virtually nothing in, in taxes? Well, as with, as with many policy issues, what Biden has done is identify something Elizabeth Warren has done, has, has identified and say, 
he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't phrase it this way, but he's basically saying, "Oh, I like that idea. I just wouldn't go that far." I mean, he mm-hmm. does this on a lot of different things. He does this on healthcare. He does this on climate. And this is not Joe Biden of 2008 or 2004. This is Joe Biden trying to be relevant in 2020 um, and sort of get uh, some of the. Uh, I, I don't like the word progressive because I don't even know what it means, but get some of the that liberal energy, uh, you know, the, the AOC wing of the Democratic Party uh, and harness some of that for his own cause. But he would just not go as far. So Elizabeth Warren wants to have a 7 percent tax uh, for large companies on all income above $100 million, regardless, regardless. Mm-hmm. So it's basically – so you even for companies that are already paying a lot, there are, and there are some companies that pay a fair amount of tax. Um, so even if you do pay a fair amount of tax, you would still pay an extra 7% on all your profits reported to shareholders above $100 million. And the reason she does that is because we, we have companies um, – you know, Amazon is one example. I'm sure there are many others uh, who take advantage of all the legal tax breaks in the U.S. tax code, especially and for r And legal R&D. is the operative word there. Yeah, they're all legal. I mean no one's cheating on their tax. Right. These companies – I mean, well, these that ta- may be these the perception credits, by some voters. Uh, the, the impression is there's something wrong with the picture here or something unfair when a company right. like Amazon – and, you know, these these uh, politicians are completely correct that um, companies report one number to shareholders, one profit to shareholders, and you want that to be a good number because sh- that's – the return to shareholders is derived from your profitability. So you want to tell shareholders you're profitable – but when they file their tax returns and they say our taxable income, totally different from what they report to shareholders as their net income, uh, can be such that they end up not paying any taxes because of deductions you get for uh, that, that are laws written into the tax code. You get deductions for investment. You get deductions – uh, deductibility on equipment. If you buy equipment, you can deduct that. And uh, the 2017 Trump tax law actually accelerated the pace at which you can deduct the cost of that equipment. Th- those tax credits exist because at some point, uh, politicians thought that would be good for boosting spending, boosting economic growth, and helping workers. And uh, Elizabeth Warren, and also now to a lesser extent, Joe Biden, Biden they're basically saying, those uh, tax breaks have created distortions that we need to fix with this other tax. Um, so uh, what Biden wants to do, which again, not as uh, severe as what Elizabeth Warren wants to do, is he wants to uh, force companies to calculate a tax based on the income they report to shareholders, and then you would pay a minimum tax. You're, and it would be, I think it would be the higher of whichever, uh, or maybe it would be the lower. It's So yeah, it would be the minimum tax. So by either method, you have to calculate your taxes two methods and either do it the normal way uh, using all the tax laws on the books or uh, use this other method based on what you report to shareholders and you're going to pay something. I'm wrong. It has to be the higher of those two. Right. So um, so you're going to pay something no matter what. But he's not making them pay both. Elizabeth Warren would, would make them pay both. both. You, whatever you pay to the Treasury by calculating your taxes normally – you pay that, but then you also pay this other tax. Biden would say you calculate it two different ways and you pay the higher of these two taxes. So you're you're not getting off the hook either. Uh, you're just not getting off the hook, but it's not as punitive. So Biden's right. you know tax is not as, as punitive. And it is totally – one of the things I scratch my he- head over is um, – so both of them want to uh, establish a new tax – to account for what they, I guess, think are deficiencies in the existing tax system. They don't say, let's fix the deficiency and call it a day. 
They say, let's let the we, we let's just accept that the deficiency is there. These companies are paying too little tax because of the way the law is written today. So we're not going to change that. We're just going to add another tax. Why don't you just go back and fix the problem? That sounds you know, it's like, like the way to go. It's like if you have a leak in your house, you could just put up some tar paper, but the water keeps coming in and you right. just try to keep it out. It's a bad Or you could go find the leak right. and plug the leak, you know? So, but as a whole, do you think that Biden's tax plan is realistic? realistic if he were to be made president? Well, his taxes, he's got 10 hikes, tax hikes here, and they add up to, so these are, this is the uh, 10-year cost. Um, So over 10 years, they add up to something like $3 trillion or $3.2 trillion. So if you just do that on an annual basis, could we, could Biden impose another $300 billion or one-tenth of that uh, in new taxes per year? Probably not. Um, could he? But he could get it, something what, smaller. Than right. That. It wouldn't be as aggressive, even though it's less aggressive than a lot of his rivals. I, I think. You I think, think the. I think not the, as aggressive. I think the realistic um, damper on n- new taxes at this level is uh, you're going to see the stock. You're going to see the stock market. Right. React. What are the negative impacts you on gonna, overall economic growth? I think it, is what if, you need to look it, at. Above a certain threshold, you will see the stock market react. And I just don't think any president wants to be the guy or the woman who tanks the stock market. Mm. I think it's kind of that simple. Um, However, you know, there is um, a a strong populist uh, uh, mood out there uh, with a lot of people who feel like the rich are getting way ahead and they're not keeping up, you know. Um, So what if the what if the economy changes? What if we have a downturn um, and the stock market's already going down and somebody, you know, that would actually be an interesting moment if we had a Democrat in the White House uh, because you would actually need new money for stimulus measures. And could they actually go for more? Maybe that's when a plan like this can make it through Congress. That, Yeah, maybe. So I I think you're really hoping for a stock market downturn, right? I'm expecting one. Right. I, I'm, I'm not. Ho- I'm certainly not hoping for one because I have money and, you know, my retirement money is in stocks sure. too, but I'm expecting one. I think uh, – so the simplest parts I think that somebody like Biden could get through, I think um, I think it would not be that hard politically to r- raise the, to- the top income tax bracket uh, back to where it was before Trump cut it. Well, I mean wealthy people were doing just fine when the tax bracket was 39.6 percent. Uh, Trump dropped it to 37 percent. And I think that you could put that back up to 39 percent. I think you could put the corporate tax to 25 percent from Mm -hmm. 21. I think much higher than that gets dicey. Um, I think you could I think you could um, raise the uh, state raise estate taxes and I think you could raise capital gains taxes, but but probably not by as much as uh, even Biden is talking about. You know, we the estate tax is a political football. It goes up, it goes down, uh, depending on who's in power. And I don't think it, in the range that it has moved, I don't think it's ever caused any any terrible trouble in the economy. Well, I know as we get closer to voting day next year, we're going to see everybody's tax plans, and hopefully they will have some transparency and clarity there. So I know this is not the last we're going to talk of it, but the plan is out there now for the public to see. So if you're looking well, it's for, hard little, for the public to see, little, which is why we're reading. talking about it. We're, we're going to have to put it out there for the public to see because these candidates, they want they want you to know they have a lot of plans and they have a lot of ideas about how to fix stuff. They don't so much want you to know how they're going to pay for it, except Elizabeth Warren takes relish in going after the billionaires 
And that actually has not been working out so great no, for she's her. she's gotten she a lot started, of backlash Yeah, for she that. actually started to fall in the polls right. around the same time she started egging on the billionaires whose taxes she was going to um, raise. One, thing, one other thing we should add about Joe Biden is he does not have any plans for a wealth tax, which is a big, big, that's a big part of Warren Elizabeth Warren's plans. Yeah. She's going she's gonna to fund a lot of stuff by taxing billionaires. Something and else so that would Bernie probably have zero chance of getting through – Congress I, I if think, she were to become president. Correct. Well, we'll see if at the next debate they uh, delve into yeah, the up. very fascinating uh, uh, story about taxes. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to they're going to put everybody to sleep by talking about the stepped up basis for the uh, estate capital gains estate tax loophole. I'll be I'll be listening with bated <laughs> breath, uh, but it's important stuff and we need to talk about it. We want to thank all of you for joining us today on this podcast. Be sure to rate and review what you just heard, and please do. Um, let us know what you think about this. And be nice. And, and please do. And also follow us. I'm at Alexis TV News. I'm at Rick J. Newman. And we'll see you next time.